Hello, and welcome to Gender Nebulous episode 35. Hello. It's me, Victoria Hodges, and my lovely co-host, Miss Frieda Wallace. Hello, yes. Miss Frieda Wallace. <laughs> I'm just recovering from a, a very busy week. Well, a very busy last three days. Well, what have you been doing? been in Manchester, and we went to, well, you came to the LGBT Foundation. Yeah, that was on Wednesday. Uh, International Women's Day. Yeah, it was good. Was in, LGBT was in, Foundation. You're on a panel, yeah. weren't you? Being quizzed. Yeah, we, t- we talked about this, didn't we? Uh, we did on the, the live one and a yeah. a little bit. But yeah, it was just nice to be invited to something like that. You know, as a trans woman, and then be involved in like an inclusive International Women's Day event. But predictably, yeah. when I posted about it on Twitter. Um, you know, the usual comments were like, oh, well, you, why why are you doing International Women's Day? Because you're not a woman. That was yeah, I was just looking at that before we went live. Should That's we just read out some of the should we just read out some of the comments? Yeah, go just on. Just to Let's give an indication laugh. of what it's like. Um so okay. <clears throat> so I'm on your I'm on your page. You've put you've put the sugar and spice international women's day panel advert thing. Mm. And then first comment comes in, somebody asking why. Yeah. And your reply, why not? Um, they say, it's for women. And you say, yes, it is. Yeah. And then there's another question, another another comment. You're not a representative of what women are. Well, you're a um, representative of that, you know. I know what they're getting at, but it's just read the room. Do you know what I mean? It's an it's an LGBT yeah, exactly. foundation event, so it's it's an inclusive event, and what they're doing is really important. It's like because they 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 put out some documentation and literature and you know information, so people can understand diverse. Yeah. It's not just about trans; it's about diverse women from all walks of life. Well, somebody else be posting something goes. Are you speaking as a trans person or do you think you're entitled to speak as a lesbian? Because we all know what the prerequisite for being a trans woman is. I'm not sure what that Can't means. you wait for International Men's Day? <laughs> well, know, that's interesting, just, just that, because it's interesting that, that but, you know, it's advertised. Because... It's advertised as an event for LGBTQ plus women. And yeah. you're invited to go and you qualify and you're on that list. So, you know, it's like you can't even have a space for yourself without these idiots complaining, you know, it's like. Well, even even something as simple as that, you know, just to go and like sit in front of people and have a night, because I just think of it as a nice conversation, you know, like. I. Well, everybody there was really nice and they were all asking questions mm. and, you know, it was, yeah, it was a and mixed we, we will, audience. We will show, I think we'll put it on the. Yeah, uh, when it come, when it's YouTube. out, they said we could share it on the pod, so we will do. I mean, I. I felt a bit, I did get a bit of an imposter syndrome as, you know, with it, because I've never done anything like that before. And I'm not really representing work because it, it, one of But the, you weren't there for work, were you? You were there for you. No, but they wanted to talk you are about. You're a volunteer. Yeah, they wanted to talk about what I do. And see, my my approach to it is like, we, we ju- I'm just here to represent um, my, you know, what. What I do is not necessarily exceptional or, you know, amazing. It's just that I, I've managed to uh, exist. <laughs> you you exist. know what I mean? Yeah. Existing is enough, isn't it, these days? You know, you know what I mean? And that, that's a good positive thing. I, 
I I think you can you you can be an activist and you can be a a a, a famous kind of advocate, but I think if you're just getting by, I think in this kind of climate, it feels like an achievement. So yeah, no, it was good. There was yourself. There was um, a young lawyer. Yeah, and there was Mel. Uh, just, sorry, um, Meg. Meg. Meg Lightheart. Yeah. I'm just looking at the because uh, I couldn't remember when we spoke about this on uh, on the live one. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the name of the person, and I felt a bit bad about that, so I was looking for it, and it's like so hard to find basic information, like honestly, because like the original, you know, the Eventbrite thing. Yeah, I can't find. There's it. only you and Meg listed on there. Yeah, it's weird that. I think and it's anyway, because they hadn't had confirmation from the others at the time. And there was supposed to be somebody else. There was there supposed to be somebody else who didn't make it. it but, too. Yeah. well, it was anyway. nice, and it was good. Anyway, it's going to come out. The video is going to come out, so we'll get all. And the also, um, oh, I've just realised I've opened the wrong link there. Sorry. Um, yeah, on yesterday. Uh, Friday night, I did um, an open mic. Oh yeah, how did that go? That was poetry, spoken word. Which it's a really one did nice... you do? Do you know what it was? I did the transgender, lesbian, sperm producing female, and um, it, it it just really worked in that queer space, you know. So where was uh, it? The room looks quite interesting. Yeah, it's it. That's what I was going to say. It was it was at the home uh, art center. Um, and it's absolutely beautiful in there. It's like this glass-fronted building, and yeah. where this where the room was that we were doing it, we were right in the corner of the building, so it was like glass all round. Yeah, it looked a, like a nice room. And I took a photo of the city. It looks amazing. I've not been able to put anything on Twitter yet because I'm still banned for seven days. Um, but I went up, yeah, beautiful room. And... um. You got a you got a rapturous round of applause, so that's good. Yeah, I think I'm getting better the more I do. Well, it's I mean it's quite a long poem. You have to remember the whole thing, don't you? Yeah, you weren't, but, carrying, but, you weren't carrying your phone or anything, so. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like to sort of occupy the space when I perform, and I, I, I like initially when I started doing, it, I'd read that piece. Is that poem in your book, your book of poems? No, it's not. That that is that a re more recent one. The book of poems was I I printed that a, a year or so ago. So the stuff I've written, the that one, the transgender lesbian one, is a more recent one. So volume two is coming out soon, then. Might do, <laughs> but I've not performed the stuff that's in that pre in that. There's book a lot book. in there. I had a look through it yesterday. There's a lot of stuff in there. There's a really short one about JFK. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one line. <laughs> yeah, Jackie did it. Yeah, Jackie did it. <laughs> That's my theory. Oh, that about, was quite a funny one. Yeah, that's my theory about JFK. That Jackie had something Jackie to do it. with it. Yeah, because they had... in the car though when it happens. <laughs> How did she do that? No, there's something fishy okay. going on. Anyway, Jackie, let's not get into. Standing. Let's okay. not go down the conspiracy JFK rabbit hole. Yeah, other, um, other conspiracy yeah, but, theories but, are available. What I was going to say is that uh, I had a bit of trouble, like because I drank too much over the week. <laughs> not really. <laughs> And the and the hotel I stayed in was like really nice, and I I spent way too much money because I had room service on speed dial. 
Hey, you got to spoil yourself sometimes, don't you? But that was You're my holiday. holiday. Do you know, holiday some, in Manchester. Pe- some people go on holiday and get on a plane and go. So my, I love hotels. I like being where there's a spa, there's a, there's a beautiful, uh, you know, restaurant, and people bring you stuff. <laughs> That's how was the breakfast? Mm, lovely. Yeah, I always get to. But Did you, know, you get you the get... fully the full English thing? I just pile it on. Pile on the sausages and the bacon and, and the I'll eggs get to and the, the table. fried bread and, <laughs> and I... everything. You know, you do realize you can go back and get more. You don't have to pile it on. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I think it's. It must be that trauma of like being a child, and <laughs> you know, not being. Well, it's there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was going to say, I think I've put a stone on this week. Oh my word! <laughs> There's no hope for you. So yeah, I won't I won't be spending that much money for a while. But that was my little holiday, man. Because because I knew I had two or three things I wanted to do. I'd see people and be sociable. And didn't I, you go I think, to the Didn't you go to the art? Is there an art museum? Did you go to the art museum? I went to see Manchester Art Gallery. Yeah, I just had a look yeah. around. I, the best thing about any art gallery is the gift shop. So that's my favourite bit. Yeah. Did he get me some fridge magnets? I was going to buy some, but I. Do you know what? I I just like looking. <laughs> is but, it, uh, so what what famous artwork is in there? Has it got Lowry stuff in there? They've got a few bacons. Cranston's <laughs> uh, bacons, my favourite in there. You're talking about Barnett breakfast. Newman. Again. They've got uh, Tracy Emin stuff in there. Any Lowry's? Uh, hmm? Any Lowry's? Most of the Lowry's are in the Lowry Centre in Salford now. Oh, I don't yeah. think there are any Lowry's in Manchester Museum because of that. Um, you, you've got the pre-Raphaelites in there. It's a brilliant. So, so I think there's a John Singer Sargent painting in there. So Manchester as a tourist destination is pretty good, then. Yeah, because that's what I was. That's what it's like. For yeah, me. because like, people do come to Manchester as tourists, don't they? Yeah, so it's, yeah. Like, no like when when you go to a city in Europe. Where do you go? You go to museums, you go to yeah. chapels museums, and churches. Nice well, Manchester has got exactly. some really interesting... I didn't get to go to everything, but there's some really interesting buildings. So you didn't do the Coronation Street tour or anything like that? <laughs> no, no that's not, that wouldn't really appeal to me. I'm, I'm a bit more highbrow. <laughs> but what, what's funny is... I, than that. I, you know, before I went on to do my uh, poetry thing... Yeah, I got. I was just in the bar, and I just got talking to this lady, just randomly, and it was just so nice, you know. Because, like, if you were on holiday somewhere, that's the sort of thing that would happen. But because I'm in Manchester, it feels like I am on holiday because I'm just randomly bumping into people, being a bit of a, you know, passerby and an observer of things, and that's when I get the ideas to write things. Like if I'm just sat yeah. in a a comfortable bar. And I'm watching people coming and going. It gives me ideas to because my brain isn't in, in in a work mode. It's in a total kind of well. I'm probably you're half-baked. in tourist holiday mode. So you half baked. <laughs> yeah, it's the alcohol that helps, probably. Yeah. And uh, my boyfriend let me down. So oh, well, we don't need to talk about him. <laughs> yeah, we do because he might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not really my boyfriend. He just turns up now and again when he feels like it. Yes, I'm talking about you. Right. Right. (laughs) Moving on swiftly. (laughs) Should we talk about the news articles? Yes, because, yeah, I'm interested. Uganda. We're going all the way to Uganda. I haven't got it on screen yet. Hang on. Hang on. Slow down. 
We're flying all the way to Uganda. Here we go. Here we go. So first one. Uh, Uganda considers Bill to outlaw identifying as LGBTQ plus because ban sex doesn't go far enough. So Mm. just some, I'll just read out the background on this one. Um, Uganda's parliament is looking at tightening its stance against queer people by hearing a bill that would criminalise identifying as identifying as mm-hmm. LGBTQ+. Lawmakers say the current ban on same-sex relations, which is punishable in the East African country by up to life in prison, doesn't go far enough. Mm-hmm. Um, Uganda's strong religious and conservative roots mean that there are deep anti-LGBTQ plus views in the country. The, mm-hmm. Ugandan, the Ugandan parliament previously tried to recriminalise homosexuality with a law in 2013. However, the following year, it was struck down by the Supreme Court, which ruled the legislation was wrongly passed and contravened the country's constitution. Um, The 2023 anti-homosexuality bill includes prohibiting touching another person with the intention of committing the act of homosexuality. There's a phrase for you. It was going to define The intention of committing the act of homosexuality. I mean, and people the, found guilty of the offence of homosexuality face up to 10 years in jail. Mm. Right. Wait. The thing about these mm. things is like, you know, these British colonial. Well, it is one of the British colonials. You know, yeah. they, they've got like Victorian kind of. They've not rated their laws since since time began. But the thing is, like, we just. When there are laws like this, it doesn't stop people being gay, does it? It doesn't stop people doing things. It doesn't stop things. it. It, it goes just underground. Make, yeah, and it makes people suspicious and like paranoid, and it must be yeah. horrible. It's not. Imagine living in a place like that. Laws don't change that. You know, it's like, and it's like when you think about the kind of rhetoric we've been hearing in from our government, you can see how easy it is to slip into those kind of. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that this government's going to start making homosexuality illegal, but there are certain people in, give them ideas. in in government and these bonkers baronesses that we const- constantly hear about right. piping yeah. up. They actually do want to do that, and they would be happy if uh, children were allowed to read books about same-sex relationships and same-sex marriage. That's where we're at. But when you look at countries like this. We, it's all right for us to say, oh, my God, wouldn't it be awful to be there? Isn't it awful for them? But actually, <laughs> you know, on a sliding scale, it's quite easy. to, You know, people people can vote people in who, who, who can roll back human rights. And I know it really frightens me that, you know, because I, I, if... if um, the trajectory of this government, if you took it to its natural, like its its sort of moment, momentum to its conclusion, you'd get something like Uganda. I'm sure Dominic Raab, who sending people to Rwanda. Yeah, I mean, it's a similar thing. I mean, you know, these two countries, Rwanda and Uganda, um, <clears throat> they both appear on the there's a there's a LGBTQ travel safety index which is put out each year by Asher and Lyric. It's Asher Ferguson and Lyric Lyric Ferguson. I think I'm pronouncing Lyric properly, but they they put out a list of the best and worst countries for LGBTQ travel. So 
I mean, we'll show the list at the end because there's a few countries we're talking about today which are all, all appear on this list. So the the worst place to go is Brunei. Mm, Second so... worst, Saudi Arabia. Mm. Then it goes Nigeria, Kuwait, Malawi. And if we go a few more, we start getting into some of the African countries, um, Gambia, Tonga, Tanzania, mm. Um Keep going down the list, and we do get to uh, Uganda, which is about a third of the way down the list. So it's not the worst place. Well, that's <laughs> certainly not the best. I mean, it must be like if you are gay or whatever, you know, lesbian and trans or whatever, you just not be able to exist, would you? You just have to well, most either, of these countries just, either have enough money to leave. Right, you just wouldn't go. So Uganda comes in the same the area. It, it comes in. It comes in the same areas: Morocco, Solomon, Ethiopia, Uganda, Papua New Guinea, the Maldives, Zambia, Algeria. That's that, those are the kind of the same countries in it's the same. It's interesting though. How, like our world tourism changes politics. Like there are certain enclaves in in Muslim countries where it is illegal to be gay. Where there'll be a tourist area, where where the laws somehow don't apply because they realise there's a tourist dollar, and 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 it's capitalism, ironically, that has forced them to face reality. I'm trying to think of like you know like Tel Aviv and places would you like go? that. Would you go to that place? Well, I I don't know. I mean, if I, if, if I, I mean, it, it doesn't take some... much for you to end up in the wrong area, does it? Yeah, but if I was going to go to somewhere like that, I wouldn't be going to test out their laws. I'd be going because I wanted to see something. Like, yeah, I've but you might end up falling foul of the law because it's illegal to be LGBT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. But but what I'm saying is, like, there are a lot of places in the world where there's architecture and art and things. That, like when I feel, when I was, I remember reading about Afghanistan. And there's some like amazing artworks and architecture. And I was like, well, I, 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 I'm going for that. I'm going because I want to see that. So would I change yeah. the way I look? Would I present a different way just so I could do that? No, probably not, you know. Well, I mean, this this list well, exists a... for this very reason. Is it safe to travel? And what's the consequences of your where's, going uh, on? Where's Blackpool on that list? <laughs> so just getting very back to the Uganda play. story. Um, uh, Pete, Pete, the Peter Tatchell Foundation has organised a protest to be held on Monday next week, the 13th, opposite Westminster Abbey, to voice opposition to the, pro, the proposed legislation. The date marks Commonwealth Day and the protest will take place as Commonwealth leaders and King Charles arrive for the annual Commonwealth Day service. So, you know, once again, our friend mm. Peter Tatchell is in the thick of it. Mm. There he, he is protesting. Um, didn't the king get booed recently? I saw I something know. on the. Yeah, he turned up somewhere and there was like a load was of people. Oh, I mean, they love him in Bolton. <laughs> so if you're anywhere near Westminster on Monday, go join Peter at the, at uh, mm. whatever time you're doing it. It doesn't say the time, but that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's crazy, isn't it? Like we're still like we're still living in the shadow of British colonialism. And that and those countries kind of, it's like, you know, this, uh, you know, the, the AIDS and 
is still quite prevalent in certain places because they just don't believe in safe sex because they won't distribute condoms and things like that. And yeah, I mean, just 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 on that you know theme of Commonwealth, you know, Peter Tatchell has said he he noted that it it breached sections two and four of the Commonwealth Charter, Article Twenty One of the Uganda Constitution, and Articles two and three of the African Charter of Human Right of Human and People's Rights. Ugandan activist um, Abi Kiwakanda from the Out and Proud African LGBTI group said they will fight the bill. Contrary to what the proposers of the bill claim, no one is recruiting anybody into homosexuality. Mm. The founder of African Equality Foundation, Edwin Sassange, called on Commonwealth leaders to speak out and hold countries like Uganda accountable and to respect basic human rights. Yeah, yeah, so it's. Yeah. You see, see, in some on some level, I think right that what this country should do is let people come here, but when people try and come here and escape that kind of thing, what does this bloody government do? This they get Rishi Sunak to stand on a pole a podium that says "Stop the bolts." <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean that's a, that's why people try and escape places where they. I'm not. I'm not saying that like every. You know, like uh, I know there's. There's a lot of people escaping conflict, and there's lots of reasons why people. Have you ever actually find... looked through on the UK government website the process of how to claim how to claim asylum? Have you ever read that? I'm I looked at it this it. morning just for interest, and it's such a a stupid process because most of it is impossible. Mm. You know, it, it's asking for evidence of being in the UK, like having a rental agreement. Mm. having this how do you get that if you don't live here mm. <laughs> there's just so much stupidity and it always it always annoys me like you, you i've heard the term lefty lawyers this week again well but that's lawyers... what the government always refers to you know anybody opposing them who's who's a lawyer is yeah. referred to as a lefty legal a yeah lefty but they're lawyer. not they're not left or right they just observe the law as yeah, it they're is just lawyers and if they can find a way to get somebody refuge, or they can find a way to make somebody safe, they, they'll and that and, and that's their job to do that. But yeah. you know, so yeah, if if the if if you're gonna, ha I think people talk about you know Great Britain and what it means to be British and all that. If there's anything good about it, it's the fact that people want to come here that are escaping those kind of um, prejudices. But I know it's not as simple as that. Well, the immigration system is broken at the moment. It's uh, it's ridiculous. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Just the wait till one... e Elon Musk colonizes Mars yeah. and it'll just be a planet full of idiots. Well, he can take all Twitter. his idiot mates with him, can't he? And stay there. <laughs> so this next one, Drag Queen Story, our founder, pulled from festival over safety fears after Tory MP's Facebook post. Another Tory MP, surprise, Tory surprise. Tory problems, yeah. So let's just read out the read the headlines here. Drag queen, Story Hour founder. Um, Ada, is it? Sorry. Yeah. Ada HD. Ada HD has been dropped from a, a literary festival lineup due to the threats of protest and complaints online. 
The Civic Arts Centre and Theatre, a registered charity, <clears throat> is to set off is is to set host off the shelf a festival, a literary festival in Oswestry, Lancashire, on mm. Saturday, the eleventh of March. That's today. Um, yeah. The festival was originally meant to include a reading by D, a children's author and founder of Drag Queen Story Hour in the UK, but organisers have taken the decision to drop her appearance amid mounting criticism. Now it's... According to the Civic Arts Centre, the risk of public disturbance was extremely high and the safety of Ada HD herself was also mm. reason for the cancellation. We have not taken this lightly as we truly believe it would have been a joyous event for anyone who attended her story time. Civic Arts Centre spokesman told The Pink News. Um, over the past couple of weeks, due to negative social media, increased risk of public disturbance, we have taken the very difficult decision to cancel Ada's performance at the off-the-shelf off, off event. Um, the statement went on to highlight that a now-deleted Facebook post by a local Tory MP for Highburn and Haslingdon, Sarah Britcliffe, in which she shared a Daily Mail article resulted in more people threatening to both disrupt the festival and threatening ADHD's safety, according to the Civic Arts Centre. So here we have an MP who's basically been posting Daily Mail articles and pretty much inciting hatred towards... Mm. See, it makes me think it must there must have been quite a serious threat to the event and ADHD. I've forgotten... Uh... Uh, that's a performer name, isn't it? Um, name, yeah. But um, yeah, it must have been sick. But is is this coming from a genuine place? Is this is this the people that wanted to attend this event? Well, she's obviously like... read the Daily Mail article. That oh, that's terrible. I'm going to I'm going to ban it. I'm going to stop no, it. What, what I mean is is it uh, is it the people that are complaining? Are they a people that care about this event, or are they people that have been fired up by fired people up. like this? Exactly. They're not like when. When this happened in Bolton, I mean, uh, the, with... the story in the Daily Mail was why are councils getting drag queens to read stories to children? Mm. So it's obviously, I've not read it, obviously, but you know, it, it's obviously wound up this MP to such a state that they've decided well, the, that they're going to shut it down. Well, the implication is there that, that there's something malevolent or, you yeah. know, they're, they're, like they're, they're associating drag queens that, like, because. You'll see on libs of TikTok and all those kind of, you know, right wing hype sites. They'll find an image of a drag queen and a, and a, and there'll be a little girl in the background crying, and that's the image that they'll use to say, "Look, this is what drag queens are doing." And I've seen people edit, make videos that are totally fabricated, where they'll put two videos together from separate sources, so it looks like. There's a there's a stripper type drag queen doing something in front of children, but it never happened, you know. And it's like this isn't what Ada HD does. She's just no. somebody that's an entertainer. It's like She's an just dressed in the drag outfit. It's not even. I'm it doesn't even look it. like I mean, a drag outfit. No, to I mean, it's just. It's not it's even just... good. You know what? It's not even good drag to be honest. It's I'm not, not commenting even... on whether it's good or not, but I mean, it's no, just. I'm not. I'm not she just I'm looks like a drag it's... queen would look like how like you'd imagine. You know. No. I'm not it's, saying it's not that sexualized in any way, as they accuse her. No, there's there's just another way to associate LGBT with some kind yeah. of threat, you know. So I mean, ADHD's comments to all this. Um, so 
Aiden HD, who's a, a patron of Autistic Inclusive Meats, told Pink News she'd received wrongful accusa- accusations of being a paedophile, yeah. with some even calling for her to be shot as a result of the Daily Mail article. Yeah, that's what I was getting at, because yeah. this is an, this is not... This is not some people writing to the la- to the organisation or the venue to complain. This is serious now. Serious threats, yeah. The hate and, is on, and, she's saying the hate is on Sarah Brickcliffe and the Drag Queen Story Hour UK are seeking legal advice on how to proceed. A spokesman from Drag Queen Story Hour told Pink News. Commenting on the Tory MP circulating the six-month-old Daily Mail article. So this is, a, it's not a recent article, it's an old article. Mm-hmm. Drag Queen Story Hour said, we would like to ask Sarah Brickcliffe, if it's the job of an MP to incite hate and if she understands the damage she has done to her own local LGBTQ plus people. Is she one of those like Miriam Cates type people? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, they're just, honestly, they're they're really dangerous, these people. And it really annoys me when you see them on like serious political debate shows like Politics Live and and nobody's criticised, nobody's stood up going, what the hell are you talking about, you absolute moron? And because it's the BBC usually, nobody's there to do that. And it's like, that's what needs to happen. You know, it's like, sit down, shut up, and come Damn. into the 21st century, yeah. you moron. That's the, that's the only yeah. sensible that's way to talk to these people. But when I do it on Twitter, they ban me for a week. But somebody's allowed to call me a sexual predator because I'm trans. Well, they get away with that. Yeah. But I'm not allowed to call somebody a, a gobshite when they are. <laughs> Don't talk to me about the BBC. Uh, anyway, next next shot, next story. <laughs> this is a bit, bit, bit of a better story. This is more kind of a happy story. Um, Victoria's Secret. Hmm. I, was, I was priming you there to ask me what, what is uh, what is Victoria's secret. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria's secret prays for a runaway return with trans models. Runway hmm. return with trans models. Uh, we belong on every runway. So this um, this is the return to the the well known uh, runway show after a four year break. Hmm. Lingerie brand Victoria's Secret is bringing back its runway show after a four-year break and aims to be more inclusive by featuring trans and plus-size models. So there you go, Frida. We can we can join in now. <laughs> well, I didn't tell you before, but I did get an email from Victoria's Secret, and they did ask me if I would be a model. But because um, you're plus-size and trans, I sent me pictures, and they said, "Oh, it's a bit too attractive." So. <laughs> Seriously though, have you been in Victoria's Secret? Have you seen the stuff they sell? They said, "Yeah, I'm getting, I have I'm been get... in Victoria's Secret. I don't no. think it's had no. my sizes." To be honest, I'm not buying knickers from there. I'm buying them from Marks and Spencers that come Marks right up up to here. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I like to look nice now and again, but the stuff they sell in there—it's like it, it reminds me of Anne Summers. Some of it, it's like, give me a break. But anyway, I think it's great that they've got a trans model. I think that's, you know, obviously that I think that's brilliant. No, it's good. So in a bid to claw back its customer base after a drop in ratings in 2019, Victoria's Secret will launch a new version of its show to reclaim 
one of our best marketing and entertainment properties well, they, and turning it on its head to reflect who we are today it's bosses but said. they do know don't they when they do this when they when they do a campaign i mean it's a bit of a marketing thing they have been sat around a table and go what's what can we do to get more attention yeah let's and get some like, plus size trans models in let's it. get frida wallace to model that'd do it <laughs> doesn't actually the article does mention it does not mention your name i'm surprised well you know, that's, that's because i told them not to yeah because mm. I got that call and they said, mm, you know. Mm. So trans models Valentina Sampeo and Emira de Spain, uh, the latter made history last year as the first black trans model to work with the clothing and beauty retailer, will feature in the upcoming show. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think it's good. But you know, you know, it's all marketing. It's marketing. It? it is marketing. But and, you, and there's it's like a bunch which of which is good. But yeah, but 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 are I mean, we? The, the thing are, is, are they, both these models, both these trans like... models, are absolutely gorgeous. Mm. You know, so. But are we? Are I we? Are we... I, I I really I'm really not expecting a call from Victoria's Secret to come on. But are we leaning into a kind of beauty standard thing where because. Like cisnormative, heteronormative, trans women. Okay, it's uh, I I, I, no, I like Victoria's I Secret like is well known beautiful... for its skinny models. Yeah, I understand past. that. You know, they now embracing gonna... plus size. <laughs> and of other... course, if you're going to advertise, if you're going to advertise underwear, you'd not you're not going to choose somebody that's you know looks a bit out of shape in it. <laughs> that's just the way the world is. But what I'm saying is, like, are they using trans women? positively or are, are they exploiting them to a certain level because i know it's an opportunity because then these trans women are probably models anyway yeah and if i was offered the kind of money that's probably on offer i probably would have said yeah go on i'll <laughs> but they're not going to ask me but it's just, you know the, but... the the brand is expanding its inclusion i think that's the story isn't it i think that's the good news mm, i know it's I marketing don't... i know it's marketing but, but... My, i'm i'm a bit more cynical i'd be like yeah whatever There'll be trans women advertising chocolate next. They will. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> they'll be a, they'll be advertising everything. So th this next one is a bit more serious. This is, you know, we all, well, I don't know, you and I both work for large organizations. And there's an article here about want to work for an inclusive company. Here's how to evaluate its commitment to diversity. So I know my company has lots of ERGs, employee resource groups, and lots of things they do. You know, the the attend prides. They do a lot of stuff. Um, they could do more. I think the any any company could do more if they wanted. Um, I think they do what they can get away. You know, minimum <laughs> what they can get away without being criticised too much. Yeah, I th I think the test is really if you feel supported. Like if you yeah that like is a, like like a I think the, I think trans is is like a benchmark, isn't it? Because you um, well, you know, you, you, I mean, his, you know, a few years ago it wasn't even considered, but now there's you know there's yeah, transitioning you, at work policies, there's inclusion policies, there's bullying policies, which all take it into account. So it's I but mean, when you when you come out when you come out at work as a trans person, you kind of do change your identity, you change the way you dress possibly, you might change the way you look a bit. And so, so it, there's, there's a sort of tolerance test there, isn't there? Because some people obviously, as we know, are very much against it and they don't really accept it. And, 
Whereas like uh, some companies you would, I would, there were some, I know there would be some places if I worked there, I would leave if I had to go through what I, my, my, you know, transition. I'm quite lucky. I work for an organization that's inclusive and promotes yeah. diversity and they have the, all the checks and balances. And like when I speak to my managers about, you know, they don't always understand what the whole issue, but they're willing to listen. And that's the main thing. Yeah, this this guide is kind of handy because it, it kind of gives you some kind of guidance as to the kind of things you should be looking for if you're thinking of, mm. you know, applying at a certain company or changing jobs or something. But it's all so, it's all it's all it's all it's all right saying your company's diverse and all that. But if you have an issue on the ground, like say, I'd like to think that if I was working with somebody and they were just rude and horrible to me because of my identity, I. It, it that would be the instance where I that would be the moment where I would think find out whether I was supported or not. It's all right handing out leaflets and yeah, having a pronouns day and doing all that, paying yeah. lip service to things. But if if I was in a situation where I was actually being threatened, and and somebody was like, you know, being, uh, you know, less than polite, mm. and I and I and I feel I need to. I need to, because the thing is, when people are like that, it's never just about trans. It, pe- if people are intolerant, they're intolerant of lots of things. And and a company like I work for wouldn't want somebody like that, such a public facing role. Because it's not about just who you work with; it's about how you interact with the public. So if you if if you if you know you've, there's somebody there that's intolerant, that's going to mean they're going to be prejudiced to other groups, not just trans. That's why they put me in training sessions because our manager says, yeah, get that freedom. we'll put you there because <laughs> if if they can handle me, they can handle anything. <laughs> Let me just read out some of the article. So you may have heard of conscious quitting, deliberately leaving a job because your values differ from your employers. Mm. It's a trend that's becoming more common in a post-pandemic world. Mm. The net positive employment barometer found that 45% of employees in the UK would leave a job if company values didn't align with their own, and 35% had previously quit a job for this reason. The number jumps to 48% amongst Gen Z and millennial employees. However, many companies make vague and unverifiable claims about their commitment to diversity and inclusion. This creates a challenge for people to con- to confirm it's a company that truly values diversity and is actively working to create an inclusive environment. Mm. So that, and then they go on to kind of give out the tips. I'll just read out the headlines. I'm not going to read all the tip information, but it's like, check out employee reviews. Mm. Yeah. Good one. Um, Research the company's diversity initiatives, check Mm. out the company's leadership team, evaluate the application and hiring process, assess the company's benefits and policies, Look at the company's public statements and actions. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, those are all, I mean, there's, yeah. And this is why you know, there's you loads know, of pe- information there if people pe- want to read it. People are often cynical about corporate kind of flag waving and they'll like, they call it, you know, it's a, you know, I mean, when they get the, they get the rainbow flags out once. Yeah, it, when it's but I think this is mostly positive because what it does. They're not the the sort of byproduct of it is in a way like if somebody is a bit of an ass, they'll show themselves to be an ass 
when, when anything like that happens because I say, oh, I don't want anything to do with this. It's all, you know, it, the gays are taking over. <laughs> no, but it's really, it's really important thing to think about because I know my company is trying to, it's looking at why certain groups of people don't apply. It's a very, yeah. it's a very, it's an engineering company. So it's a very male orientated mm. population of workers. So they're, they're trying the hardest to bring in, you know, more women through mm. various initiatives. They have a real focus on apprenticeships and STEM subjects. Mm. And, they, but, you know, they're looking at it, how they can be inclusive in their recruitment campaigns. Yeah. You know, yeah, so they, they are of, trying. They are trying. I think this is why it's important. Like, I, I you know, when I've, I, I went to a festival last year called the Blue Dot Festival, which is at Jodrell Bank, and the thing that impressed me about that festival was like an education festival. And they did this thing about it because they got a but they got groups of young girls. And is that sh- organized by Jodrell Bank or just in the same ground? I'm not sure who the organizers are, but they have it's a very family orientated kind of festival. And they get they were trying to get young girls into science. That was right. one of the themes for the festival. Mm-hmm. And it was brilliant. And it and it was thinking like about you know, getting a more diverse uh, workforce into those kind of STEM subjects. Yeah. And it's really yeah. good. I mean, I think this kind it. of thing, you know, how is your, how is your company inclusive? I mean, that, I think that's, mm. it's really important for people to, you know, who are but looking gonna, for work or just entering the workplace. Yeah. I mean, like I might write to Victoria's Secret and say, yeah. why are you not employing us? Yeah. Where's my <laughs> invitation? No. I don't uh, think you have to be called Victoria, so you know you might have a chance, Frida. Well, it's one of my ambitions. <laughs> it's not really. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's good when, you know. The thing is, though, like listing a bunch of companies and saying these are the best. I mean, you know, you could work for a company and it could be quite a small company. And you, just by being the one trans person or the one gay openly gay and organizer of events that changes that whole company do you know what i mean it, like we work for quite big organizations so there probably are lgbt groups within yeah. those yeah but i was saying a lot of people a lot of smaller quite, companies don't have them at all no. a lot of smaller companies won't have them and it will rest on that one person one day saying hey can we do something for pride and that is it, you know. And then from then on, that company, no matter when it gets bigger and bigger, well, the hope is that they will keep that that um, ethos. Mm. So there'll be somebody in a company now who's just starting up, and, and and depending on who the managers are and who the investors are and all that business, that will depend whether that company is diverse or not. Yeah, and I know I know when you get into the the realms of big companies it's all about employment law and things like that so you have well to it have... is yeah there's more more mm. of a focus yeah. it's not that they care about you so they don't want to get sued <laughs> yeah it's like don't sue us. <laughs> mm. all right this next one moving on moving on we've solved that one next <laughs> so this is this is the thing that uh jess phillips did in parliament last week oh gosh yeah around the brianna jai um well, I mean, she's in, she was she was involved in it. So, um, Labour MP Jess Phillips includes trans girl in list of women killed over the past year. 
Labour MP Jess Phillips included trans girl Brianna Jai in a list of women um, suspected to have been killed by men during the last 12 months read out in the House of Commons. The MP has undertaken the task of reading the names aloud in Westminster during the annual International Women's Day debate. Um, it took more than five minutes to read the entire list. Addressing the markedly empty chamber, and I, I saw the video, there was about 13, 14 people in there. Mm, the MP shame. said, the first year I read the list of killed women, women who had been killed by men, none of the women's names sparked a moment of recognition for anyone other than their bereaved loved ones. This year, there will be names on the list that we've all heard of, women who, following their brutal killings, have become household names. So, I mean, just showing you how, you know, how much worse it's getting. Mm. At the end of the reading, Philip said, this year we also remember Brianna Jai as a young woman brutally killed, where, where a young woman and man have been charged. I think that's the difference. The like The main list was just people who have been killed by men brianna was added because she she'd been killed by a young woman and a man so it's slightly slightly different circumstances mm. but but yeah obviously the, um, the backlash to that I've, I've seen the comments and it's like yeah, oh why she included comments. you know you know and the, and and the reason they do that is because there are people that use the murders of women as a way to you know like they'll say these are this is this is something trans women could never understand or face because they, they, these women are murdered because of their, but they're not murdered because of their biology. You know what I mean? They, they well, she's been, she's been accused of politicizing. It's to do with misogyny. Murders of women because she's included Brianna. Um, but they don't no, think she's been, a, she's be been a, accused of letting women down. But they don't think trans women should be in the crime statistics in such a way. You know, like they think that our crime, like if something happens to us, that's a crime that happened to a man. So we shouldn't be in those statistics. But it's misogyny that drives those crimes. So we should be because yeah. the kind of, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it is it is a difficult thing to, to think about because it's horrible. We're talking about horrific crimes here. And I don't, I don't want to make any kind of flippancy about that. But no. what I'm saying about, the the way that the the way that the uh, gender critical people play it is they'll they'll focus on rape and murder of women as a way to say this is this is not anything to do with trans you could never understand this do you know what I mean it's like yeah we can empathise and uh, and and things do happen to trans women because because we live in a misogynistic society and it's we live in a society that rewards the brutality of men like people like Andrew Tate you know these are celebrated men and when footballers were on rape trials it's kind of glossed over like, oh it's you know once it you know if 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 I don't I mean I can't I'm not going to speak about any particular individuals because there's probably cases going on at the moment but they, it's always like they're excused or, or they're rehabilitated or it's not taken seriously, and that filters down yeah. to the to to young boys who, who look up to these men. So I mean, it you know it, it does say that amid the backlash, there were many more people praising the MP for including mm. Brianna's name on the list and acknowledging her death. I mean, 
Yeah, and it's yeah. still it's still pretty raw, isn't it? Because the family yeah. is still going through it. And I mean, the funeral the fun- is next week. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's a long, painful time for that family. And then, and now, obviously, you think about see we we because we're we're invested in the trans world kind of thing. We know about Brianna, and and I think there are probably other people, other women, other girls that have had similar fates. But we're not talking about them, are we? But it's not because we don't care about them. It's just because we 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 grieve collectively for something we feel close to. That's all it is. Yeah, it's know, just, we, we, it's, it just feels a little closer to home in this. Yeah, it does because case, we've all it? been we've all been harassed in the street. You know, we've all been in, felt in danger. Like, you know, so so I think I think we feel that when when something happens, yeah. it's like it's like the you know what happened with um, I forgot. You know what I forgot? It was, you know the Wayne Cousins, the police officer. Mm-hmm. And that murder, that I mean, that 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 Sarah rightly, Sarah Reverard, that's right, and uh, that rightly created a huge movement within of women, uh, and Patsy Stevenson is it the the one that was pictured because she was arrested at that protest. Yeah. She was yeah. arrested. She was brutalized by the police. A protest about priest brutality. Yeah. And um, none of those women there are have have any other focus than their anti misogyny and trans women. They recognise as part of that because Patsy Stevenson is it Stevenson? I think I hope so. It is. Uh, she she supports trans. She's she she obviously does, and they hate that. They would love her to be on the GC side of this argument, but she isn't because she's because she's sensible. And she understands how systemic misogyny works. I think the yeah. words systemic and misogyny are the most said phrases on this podcast because that's what it always comes down to. You're a word check. Yeah. Well, it's, it's systemic misogyny and institutionalized misogyny where it's normalized. So, I mean, carrying on along the theme of International Women's Day, mm. next story. Jill Biden honoured a trans woman on International Women's Day, and Conservatives absolutely surprise, surprise, absolutely <laughs> surprise, surprise. Right-wing politicians and pundits have accused First Lady Jill Biden of diminishing women after she was presented after she, after she presented a trans woman with an International Woman of Courage Award. Mm. Alba Ruida was recognised for her work improving the lives of LGBTQ people in Argentina. She was also the first openly trans politician in the country mm. to hold a senior government position. I don't think we've had one of those in the UK yet, have we? Wasn't there a, a politician last year that was that outed and then they said, oh, he's tra- she's trans now, something... Yeah, Wallace. there was. Um, yeah. Some, what, what, what happened to that story? That seems a bit convenient. Yeah, it's all disappeared, that one. Oh, that was all I think they, I think what they said was whilst they're still a politician, they weren't going to change appearance. Mm, no. Or name or anything. No, nothing's happened. A bit there. strange there. Anyway, oh, but, nothing's well, happened for, with that. I'm actually going to follow that up, actually, and I'll look at that later. But, um, yeah, so it's just another, it's one of them, oh, I just another one of them stories where I just go, oh, my gosh, you know, anything that she, this, this. Well, trans the, I woman, mean, the, there was, I think there was like 12 or 13 
women yeah she wasn't the being only awarded one. and she's just one of them but the the right-wing press just focus on that one issue giving away prizes to trans women oh what they'll be advertising that, you know, chocolate the awards next. pay tribute to women from around the world who are working to build a brighter future for all according to the state department Rita was one of several women named in the awards between january 2020 and may 2022 Rita served as the Undersecretary of Diversity Policies in Argentina's Ministry of Women, Genders and Diversity. So, And there's a picture of um, Jill Biden with all these women, and I'm assuming that's in the White House somewhere. But yeah. well, It's a good thing, and it's like, it's, uh, it's, an, it's another thing for right-wingers to get all reactionary about and have a little fume for a few minutes. Well, you know, the, the anti-trans rants... In the in the comments under the story, are just horrendous, you know. Mm, of course they are, but they're just predictable, aren't they? But predictable the thing is, nonsense. this person is still going to go on and do good work, prizes or not. You know what I mean? It's like, when are we going to get a politician in this country who's non-binary or trans and is openly, you know, like, um, I don't think it would be possible now. It'd be like because of the climate that this government have created. They, I don't know. It feels really because there aren't many right wing trans. So, women, I mean, are there? here's like the the typical anti trans kind of response. Do I we mean, know any Tory trans women? <clears throat> show host Dana, I think it's Loesch, a former spokeswoman for gun rights group, the National Rifle so Rifle Association, and an ex editor at Hard Right Breitbart News, claimed in in saying nice of flottest first lady of the United States to encourage the diminishment of women on international women's day, erasing women is abusive. Mm. You know, and she's saying that in response to one out of 12 women getting an award. Yeah. Well, that's how they see it. They see it. If, it, if, 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 uh, if there's a Victoria's secret model, if there's a politician awarded for doing something good, if so, if there's a good charity that's run by a trans woman, does are they taking the prizes off women? No, among the other recipients of the award were from Afghanistan, Central African Republic, Costa Rica, Ethiopia, Jordan, Kazakhstan, Malaysia, Mongolia, Poland, and Ukraine. So, so what are these prizes? You know, you just get a trophy, and it's, I mean, if you look you at the picture, a, it's just a little kind of. A couple of vouchers for B&Q. Yeah, B&Q vouchers <laughs> and a glass vase or whatever it is. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's more the, uh, the occasion than the actual thing they give you. Well, it's good that people get, um, you know, recognised for the good they do. I mean, there's, a, there's, a, there's always that thing about prizes and awards and things like that. And it's like people are just going to do good things anyway. You know what I mean? But... I think it's nice when people get yeah, celebrated. The, the, if you're doing it for the award, well, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. If you're getting an award because of what you've done and somebody wants to recognise you, well, that's okay. Should you think I'm wasting my time? Yes, basically. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's my National Spoiled Diversity again. Award? <laughs> <laughs> no comments. Anyway. Next story. Uh, I think you'll like this one. This is our old friend, uh, Eddie Izzard. Oh, he's uh, called... Uh... Eddie Izzard announced his new name, which he's wanted to use since age 10. Eddie Izzard has revealed a new name people can use to refer to her 
which she has wanted to use since the age of 10. The comedian and actor turned politician shared the new name on Monday's episode of Matt Ford's podcast, The Political Party. Oh, it was another podcast. Mm-hmm. Matt Ford's podcast, The Political Party. I'm Eddie. There's another name I'm going to add in as well, which is Susie, which is what Susie. I wanted to be since I was 10. I'm going to be called Susie Eddie Izzard. So that's, that's great. You know, we'll call, we're going to call um, Eddie gonna call, Susie now. So she's so Susie. Susie. Eddie Izzard. is now Susie. And uh, she's had to change her email address and her website and all that. And <laughs> has she changed it, the name by deed poll? That's what I want to know. Don't know. It's not not official. You can't just say you're Susie. Well, you can <laughs> if you've changed your the name by deed poll. But yeah, no, I think yeah. that's great. I love Eddie is uh, Susie is hard because that any any podcast that. Uh, they're on or any any interview is always a good watch because I actually I prefer that than watching the actual comedy because uh, you know she's always really interesting. The first I remember the first time I ever saw Eddie Izzard and it was on the Ruby Wax show. Then that I remember that because I must have been really young and it sort of stayed with me because it was so funny. Mm, I recommend that if you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, probably can't. Mm. Been doing comedy for a long time, though. Really has. Yeah, since 1992, I think. Yeah. And then our last story for today is mm. our old friend uh, Justin Trudeau, Canadian oh, Prime can, Minister. Canadian. Can- Canadian. Trans women and women. <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> Sorry, what? I said Canada. 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 Canadian. A Canadian from Canada. Justin Trudeau says trans women are women. In other news, the sky is blue and the green the grass is green. So Justin Trudeau has reaffirmed that trans women are women. Um in a statement after International Women's Day, the Canadian Prime Minister tweeted his support for trans women as part of the post marking International Women's Day the annual celebration that aims to create awareness for women's rights. And yes, that includes trans women. Trudeau wrote that he wished to celebrate the women's, the women and girls of, of Canada who are fighting for their right to equality. Mm. In a separate tree, he noted the rise in anti-transgender hate in Canada as well as around the world. So, I mean, we all know there's been a rise in the UK, for sure. Mm. Um, I mean, this this ties into what we were talking about earlier, which was the, the list of the you know the countries on that travel thingy. Mm. Yes, yeah, so, so we've been a, we've been around the world a bit, haven't we, with we this have. podcast today. Been around but, the world. So I'm going to bring into So the, Canada's the top like the Yeah, I'm going to bring into the screen the image of the list. Oh, I can't see it, but I, I, I can open it. Yeah, I think you've got the link on you. Mm. So there's the list. If I just you can see it's a massive list. Mm. It's a bit small on that screen, but we just expand it a little. There we go. So if we start with the worst countries, and, the, and there's probably about 200 countries on this list. It starts at the bottom. Well, at the top. Mm. It's in reverse order. So the worst place, Brunei, followed by Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Brunei. Nigeria, Q8, Malawi, mm. oh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so, so where's it, the UK? <laughs> so most of these kind of like Middle East, African, 
countries. If we go right to the bottom of the list, which is the most mm. inclusive, safest places to go. Whoops, went straight past. In number one position, Canada, mm. Sweden, Netherlands, Malta, Norway, Portugal, Spain, Denmark, Belgium, United Kingdom, France, Iceland, Switzerland, Ireland, Luxembourg. Sounds like uh, European European Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, you see, you see, if you look at if you look at this list, like I'm just looking between Sweden and Iceland, uh, Ireland, they're all pretty much European, aren't they? Yeah, right, Germany's quite low down. I thought Germany would have been higher than that. Yeah, yeah, I did actually. But the thing is, oh, what I was going to say is, a lot of these countries don't they have self ID law? Uh, or yeah, we we most don't. Of them well, most do. of these do, apart from us. Most of them um, do, don't they? Yeah, and then the USA it, is way down the list. Uh, it's in 25th position, and it's got think, a note attached to it which says some states don't offer protections against discrimination or allow for a change of gender. Other mm. states prohibit advocacy for homosexuality in schools. Mm. So they've got a bit of a negative note against them. Um, yeah, and, and and I think America, like this country, I think like that we, we've got something in common there with America and in North America is that we've gone backward. We have. Like, I think I think in the last 10 years, there's been a rise in um, bigotry and, and uh, politics of, you know, this culture war politics has, has reversed. Yeah, I mean, I think... the, one of the interesting things is that there's not many countries with a, a zero rate for trans murder. Mm. Um, just looking at the list, the only ones that have zero... Malta, Norway, Denmark, mm. Belgium. You see another a, a reason. Mm. All the other countries have have had trans murders. But you would also see that in the countries that don't even accept trans as an identity, because if you if I if I was to be born in Brunei, I would never get trans or female on my death certificate. So mm. it, I wouldn't even show up in statistics. So if you look at the you look at the countries at the bottom of the list. You know, all those all those black dots you see there are negative mm. things. You yeah. see how many black dots are on there That's across of... the ten categories. Yeah. And if you go to the bottom, the the you know the those little dots start getting coloured in, and that means that there's something in place. So by mm. the time you get to the bottom of the list, Canada, you know, you've got a full full house there. Yeah. And the I'll I... just read out the categories. It's legalized same sex marriage. Uh, is the red on the left? Orange, uh, sorry, orange is worker protections, um, protections against discrimination, criminalization of violence, adoption recognition. Is it a good place to live? That one's a bit subjective. Um, transgender legal identity laws, trans murder rate, illegal same sex relationships, uh, propaganda morality laws. So nine and ten, you see, a, 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 are even shaded for Canada because they don't have such things. But if you go to the opposite end of the list, you'll see most of those countries have, you know, nine and ten, they do have those It's interesting the the, uh, trans murder rate there, and it's a no uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual murder rate. I mean, I know that's more of a barometer of probably tolerance. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. But then there's a map um here mm. which is the worst and safety countries in, in map form so the mm. 
the dark areas are like the worst. The pinker, the pinker the, pinkest, the country. The pinkest yeah. areas are the best. Yeah, and it's 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 amazing, really, because look, if you look at if you look at Finland, yeah, and is that Denmark? Look, Finland, I, most of Europe is pink, apart from yeah. Europe, and so. look at right next to it, just because you've got a border there, yeah, you go from you, pink. To... As soon as you hit Russia in the Middle East, it's all sort of black. Yeah, it's like India, China, all around there is kind of dark purple. Australia looks good. South mm. Africa, that's a surprising one. That's good. Mm. Uh, the rest of Africa, but that's is because. Not. Yeah, and then you look at South America. Surprisingly, most of South America is is mm. positive, which is that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because they've had like in um, we talked about Argentina, yeah. and um, they've had self ID law there, haven't they, for for a while? Yeah, but you know, Canada and uh, Norway. So are we moving Spain. to Canada? Is that what we... Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> what about Greenland? It's grey for some Greenland's grey because nobody lives there. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Isle of Man on there. <laughs> to zoom in a bit, yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's a really good uh, website. The website so. is. I mean, it, it it's not just that. It goes on. There's all kinds of stats. If you it. zoom in, if you zoom into the UK, you see a little black blob between Ireland and England, and that's the Isle of Man. I mean, this this section here, which is what's changed for LGBT individuals over the past year, mm. it kind of gives a list of some of the highlights, like Cuba legalized same sex, Switzerland legalized same sex marriage. Mm. Um, but if you if you decriminalize homosexuality, there's there's you know Croatia passed mm. laws expanding the rights of same sex couples. Mm. I mean, a lot of this data. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's a stuff. it's a brilliant compilation of. Yeah. data but how, how reliable is it you know i mean I, well, I think it's a proper it's a recognized website for its you know companies quote it and use it as for the, as as the mm. kind of like the go-to thing but how do they how did they i mean I'm, i suppose they just go off the laws that are in place there's lots, and they look of, there's at lots the of sources rate. cited too yeah. so it's yeah, yeah it's proper information but i, I think worry that, i think they're a legal firm actually um Asher and well, the, the thing i worry about obviously because it's where we live is where the UK is on this because we well, should Bolton's be not listed. But, <laughs> but I want to see I want to see uh, United Kingdom with Canada. That's something to aim for, isn't it? Yeah, you know? obviously we need to get the United Kingdom up the so list. So what do we? What what do politicians need to do? Look at this, and you know, they need to look at the areas where they're failing, and um, you know, trans rights is one of them. Because we know that if things improve for minorities, like on this spectrum, they improve for everyone. You know, it's not just about rights for certain groups, because all rights, you know, you, you hear it a lot, don't you, on, on Twitter, that people will say, what rights don't trans people have? It's like, well, people are campaigning and petitioning right now to remove rights. And if you look at these other countries and look at what rights trans people have, that's what we're aiming for, you know. Yeah, we're, we're fighting to keep the rights we've got. We're fighting for, you know, Gender Recognition Act reforms because of the hideously yeah. complicated, unnecessary when, process that is. Well, when somebody on Twitter says to me, oh, what rights don't you have that, you, you know, you feel entitled to? I said, I'd like the right not to have somebody like you. <laughs> I feel like they have the confidence to and the audacity to talk to me like that. 
Yeah, I I think we should <laughs> we should have our own trans laws. So if you if somebody misgenders us, we can send them to prison. <laughs> I think that's what we, we need to go totally the other way. The worm that I just, <laughs> the worm has turned. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's an extreme view for comedy effect. There, I wasn't being serious. Although there are a few people I would like to see behind bars. <laughs> Oh, we need we need we haven't mentioned the chocolate, have we? Oh yeah, trans chocolate. You've eaten yours, haven't you? I've eaten mine. I got. No, I sent. I sent the. I wanted. So, I wanted pink the actual, and blue. I note. I actually wanted the limited edition one. Yeah, you can't get the, them in the UK. But uh, I couldn't get it, and um, you'd have to go to America. I did look. I think they're Canadian, on, aren't they? I did look on American websites, and even that. Well, they wouldn't deliver. So this is from you know you. But but I do. I think it's actually a Canadian product. So we'd have to go to. There's our excuse to go to Canada and get some Hershey's. It's chocolate. not as bad as I said before. You know, I said it tastes. I tell like you what, soft. it's really sweet. That one is particularly sweet. Mm-hmm. But hey, we're doing a change, <laughs> No, I'm. No, I've eaten this. My boobs have started to grow. Wow. <laughs> What's in it? Hormones. <laughs> <laughs> it's just chocolate full of estrogen. There I'm we go. Check the ingredients carefully. Right. Well, we've been doing this for an hour and ten minutes. Brilliant. I'm starving now. I want me tea. <laughs> this is it. So, just hold up your Hershey again. Now, if you're listening, Hershey Chocolate, we want send us some more. Mine's backwards. Don't know why, but anyway, it's not. It's the right way around. I'm mirrored. Oh, excuse me, I'm choking on Hershey's. Don't choke! Don't choke <laughs> live on the show, please. I'm choking on trans chocolate. <laughs> so we okay, will, well, we will be back um, mm. midweek, I believe. And don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to tell your friends. Don't forget to tell your family. Don't forget to tell everybody you know. You can like and subscribe, basically. Right. Don't forget to subscribe. It's time to say bye for now. Bye for now. 